0: Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Bishop, I I don't know how to pray like you. Who cares? I not listening to see whether you pray like me or like somebody else. I mean, that's part of the problem in the church. You know, we've gotten to a point where this ritualistic, oh, God, who sits high and looks low and who leans out of yonder window, please. I mean, that's not, that's not talking to your father. Hey, Amen, that, that's just ritualistic stuff that people think sounds good. Amen. Sister Jackson and I, when we first got back to church together, because I went and got saved that Sunday, and then we went a few weeks later and found uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, where my pastor, Reverend Dr. Rafe Taylor was there, was, there was somebody there at the time, and I am not exaggerating, I am not exaggerating. He would get up to pray, and he prayed the same prayer every time, verbatim. Now, the thing is, he mumbled a lot, so you couldn't understand everything he said. But what you could understand was the same thing he prayed last week. I mean, see, liturgy from a biblical point of view is not repeating repetitiously some formula. You know, even the, the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer was not meant to be a formulaic prayer. It was meant to be a model of prayer. Humble your Father who art in heaven. I mean, Lord, I'm your child. I'm your, I, I, I need you. Hallowed be your name. I praise you. I worship you. I adore you. You are holy. Amen. Amen. Your kingdom come. In other words, notice the first part of the prayer. It's all about you, oh God. It's all about you. And I'm just here to seek from you what you have for me. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. God, you know, God, That what that says is not all God wants to give you is the minimum that you need for that day. What that means is God's with you all the time, every day. Amen. 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 All right. Praise God. So now praise. I want to get I'm coming to my conclusion. One of them anyway. <laughs> praise is so powerful that it is a greater witness than a miracle. See, people think, well, if if God did a miracle, you're wrong. Miracles don't change. Well, why didn't Pharaoh submit to God? I mean, if miracles did it, say, well, God was hardening his heart. No, he he was hardening his heart and God was just pressing him. The more God pressed, the harder he got. God's not different. He wasn't different in the old covenant. He loves, loved everybody then too. Pharaoh had the option of saying, uh, Moses, I mean, look, King Nebuchadnezzar did it. King Ahasuerus did it. When, when, when God rescued the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, and rescued Daniel, guess what they said? You know what? I think your God is God. Uh, yeah. In fact, I want you all to run my kingdom <laughs> with the help of your God. Amen. Amen, amen. But listen, that's because a person's heart is already open. And when something happens, what they have on the inside comes out. But if their heart is hard, it will only make them that much harder. But praise has power that even a miracle doesn't have. Look, Jesus in John's account had just raised Lazarus from the dead. Now, wait a minute, folks. Raising Lazarus from the dead was no small deal. Because you know, the, the children of Israel believed uh, traditionally that after four days, the spirit left the body and there was, th- that, that was it. You know, it, it just sort of not that they were expecting a person to be raised from the dead, but it was, so they had this in their mind. After four days, the spirit's gone. I guess they were measuring how long it took for the body to really begin to decompose. And so when Jesus arrives at the tomb of Lazarus it says, roll away the stone Martha said no whoa wait a minute Lord wait a minute he's stinking. now you know what she's thinking remember remember Martha Martha's the housekeeper Martha's the neat one Martha's the one running around trying to serve everybody and why why isn't it Mary helping me in other words Martha was this she was this ape type personality who always wanted things to be right so here's what she's thinking We got a nice little funeral going here. You open that stone, it's going to stink up everything. Now, Lord, he's stinking now. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Well, I know that in the resurrection, I know that in the last day, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus never broke stride. Roll that stone away. And when he rolled the stone away, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And the power of God picked that man up, bound hand and foot in grave clothes, picked him up and brought him out to the door of that tomb. And and Jesus said, now, loose him. Let him go. Now, you know, people must have been looking like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do you, th- you think Martha was overburdened, that dinner she had with Lazarus there? Oh, they had people from everywhere. He got, Lazarus was what? Yeah, they're having a dinner Saturday night. I'm going. Well, it wouldn't have been Saturday. You don't get my point. <laughs> it wouldn't have been doing the same. I'm, I'm going. I want to see this. Everybody wants to see, because they, this is a miracle unlike anything that had ever been done before. Because, of course, after four days, he's dead, he's thinking, and Jesus goes and raises him from the dead. And what did the Pharisees say? Now, you would think, they would have said, now you put yourself in this position, well, I'll tell you what, I might have had my doubts, but that's over now. I mean, If he could pull ra- and, and did you see that the body floated out of there? I mean, there was nobody in there to pick him up and bring him out. He floated out to the door. Yeah, I saw it. And you would think people would say, that's it. Where do I sign? I'm, I'm with the Messiah. Scribes and Pharisees, it says in John 11:53. 53, then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. It made them dig in. In fact, you know what they said? And we're gonna kill Lazarus too. We're gonna kill the miracle and the miracle worker and be done with this. It didn't move them not one bit. In fact, it made them that much meaner and that much more determined to get rid of him. But notice what happened after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and the praise goes up. The Bible says in Psalm eight, you silence the enemy and the avenger After they, he enters into Jerusalem triumphantly with people, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest. John 12, 19 says, the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see, that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Well, what happened? The praise happened. See, all those demonic forces that can't stand praise that are motivating these, these guys They they see this miracle, but they're thinking, so what? But when that praise happens, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is an entirely different situation here. And now you see all the starch has been taken out of them. Now they're, 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 they're speaking in discouragement and despair. See, see, everybody's. Now, it's not true that the whole world is going after them. That will never be true, right? We know the whole world's not gonna follow Jesus, but they were so taken aback by what they saw and the impact that it had that they said, man, forget it. (laughs) The whole world's going after him now. That's the power of praise, saints. That's the power of praise paralyzed them. It silenced them. Now, we've talked about the fruit of the discipleship for a while leading up to this. Well, praise is one of those fruits. See, as I alluded to earlier, this was a key to David's uh, success. And, and you've got to understand it's a key to your success. It's been a key to biblical success throughout Scripture. And, and here again, when, when I saw David praising God, I thought, well, you know what? There's nothing unmanly about praise. Oh, right, Hallelujah. 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 Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen some men praising God. I wouldn't do it that way. Uh-huh. Um, but but there's nothing wrong with a man praising God. There's nothing wrong with lifting up holy hands before God. There's nothing wrong with saying hallelujah. I mean, David came dancing. Did anybody stop and say, well, since you, you're, because some, some people think men shouldn't even dance. Somebody, somebody stopped David and say, you know what, since you're dancing now, let's fight. I think I can take you. I guarantee you nobody did. Nobody went to tangle with him. I mean, You read some of those stories. Some of those stories were bloody. And David was no joke. Amen? He was no joke. So I guarantee you, nobody challenged David because he was dancing before the Lord. His wife had something to say about it. But nobody else did. Amen? Because they knew they were dealing with a man's man. And you come telling David, don't you you dare praise God like that. You might have a problem. Are you all hearing me? (laughs) Praise God. So, men, there's nothing wrong with man, men. Men ought to leave their families in praise. I'll leave their families in worship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, look, Joshua take, took over from Moses. And, of course, one of the first things he's got to do is defeat Jericho. And we see Jericho, the walls come tumbling down as a result of marching around the walls. But that's not what happened. They marched around the wall six days. They marched around it seven times on the seventh day. But Joshua 6.5 says, here's what it Said would happen when and this would happen when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, the shofar, the, the 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 sound of praise, the sound of triumph says, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up, every man straight before him. Now that word shout is the is the Hebrew word ruha. And it is exactly the same word that is translated, make a joyful shout or a joyful noise unto the Lord in Psalm 100. Same word. There is, it's it's not just shout, it's joyful shout. So what what Joshua was really saying was, the people shall give a joyful shout, a shout of praise, and then the wall is going to fall down flat. So it was praise that ultimately brought that wall down. It was praise that released the power of God in that situation. Amen? Amen. Not just a shout, but a joyful shout. Praise God. Praise was in the forefront of Jehoshaphat. When Jehoshaphat met the, the people of Mount Seir and the people, the, the, the Ammonites and the Moabites, and three armies all coming against him at once, he didn't know what he was going to do. He, he didn't know how to deal with the thing. And, and look at this, saints, understand something. It says when he talked to God about this, he reminded God, Lord, when we were coming out of Egypt, we could have destroyed these people and you told us not to do it. And we let them go. And now here they are coming to destroy us. And it says, Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw out of your possession, to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. That's 2 Chronicles 10, uh, verse 11. Satan wants to steal your inheritance. See, people think, well, the promises of God, you know, what God has for me, uh, Satan can't stop. If you cooperate with him, he can't. Yeah, you, you cooperate with him, he will. And he and look, and he will. He has no praise. He's a thief. Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. He will take what God has for you. But you've got to stand up against him Amen. Amen. In the 12th verse, it says, God says, uh, uh, Jehoshaphat says, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Let me teach you a, 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 a important principle of interpretation. Just. Because somebody said it in the Bible doesn't make it true that they said it is true. What they said is not necessarily true. When Jehoshaphat says we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. That's not true. He's deceived. These people have a covenant with almighty God. God had already said, "I will, I will bless those that bless you and curse those who curse you. I will make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you above and not beneath. I'll make you the lender and not the borrower. Your enemies come against you one way. I'll make them flee seven ways. I will make everything you set your hands to do prosper. You have no power. What do you mean? He's forgotten who he is. He's forgotten his covenant. And Christians do it today. Amen. Lord, I, that, that, there's just nothing I can do. Yes, there is. Praise God, anyhow." Trust God, believe God, count on God. Yes. Listen, when, when bad news comes, when something bad happens like the situation of our own country right now, I am absolutely convinced that America's gonna come out of this thing with flying colors. I am absolutely convinced that the Judeo-Christian values of our country will prevail. Why, because we have God on our side because we're on his side. Hallelujah. Nobody will convince me that Marxism and socialism and communism are gonna take over this country. Hallelujah. Not on my watch. And I'm not going to God and saying, Lord, we have no power against these Marxists and socialists that are coming against us. No. We're not wimps. We're not wavering. We got plenty of power. And they have none. All they've got is the power of the devil. And you know, even when they think he's doing something for them, you know, the devil doesn't build anything with any intention but to make it fall in on your head. He is a thief. He is a liar. He is a destroyer. That's all he knows how to do. Yes, so he'll fool you into thinking you're getting something from him and something's working out. But after a while, he's going to do exactly what he wants to do. He's going to make it fall and collapse right on you and destroy you. That's all he knows. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to bless anybody. But praise God. We're, we're the, the Bible says we have a better covenant based on better promises. And you mean to tell me I'm going to whip out on the devil? He better get out of my way. Hallelujah. I know who I am. Praise God. And if we would get this message across to these people in in, in America that the left is trying to convince that as minorities, somehow they're victims, (laughs) we we, we can't do anything. It's systemic racism. Won't let me. Come on. And then go into their churches and the Lord opens doors and no one can close them. Well, which is it? I mean, are you schizophrenic or what? My goodness, I mean, either you believe and trust God or you don't. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now he got this right. He said, We don't know what to do, and that was obvious he didn't know what to do. And we may be in that position too. He said, But our eyes are upon you. Amen. He was right about that. You keep your eyes on God. Don't get your eyes on the circumstances. Keep your eyes on God. Amen. Amen. And and look, how do you do that? Stay in his word. Stay in his word. Praise God, don't, don't. some of you may be, maybe need to hear it, probably people sitting here don't, but in case anybody else does. Don't look at the Marxist Socialist No Brains Channel. Don't look at the Communist News Network, for those of you who don't know, that's MSNBC and CNN. Don't look at these, these alphabet soup things that have become nothing but propaganda for the left. And stay in God's word and interpret everything in the light of God's word. Amen. Keep your eyes on him because God's bigger than the circumstance. He's bigger than the situation. Glory to God. Glory to God. People say, well, how how can you be so optimistic? How can you be so sure? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter seven, beginning at verse seven, ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, to him who knocks the door will be open. In Psalm 2, which again is Old Covenant, and God's talking to the children of Israel, now we inherit that, but he said, ask of me and I will give you nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. And I said, thank you, Lord, I only need one nation. Thank you very much. The United States of America, that's the one I want. I want that one, I'm claiming that one for you. Praise God, and I say, how how could God ignore that when millions across this country are crying out to Him in behalf of America? How could He He will never ignore that. Glory to God! I don't care what it looks like, but uh, but it's bad. Listen, it's not as bad for us as it's going to get for them if they don't get it together. Amen. And I'm talking about the judgment of Almighty God. I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the judgment of Almighty God. You can't. Fight God forever. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Peter verses one, uh, chapter 1 verse 3 to 4 says, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us by glory and virtue, says by which He has given us exceeding great and precious promises whereby we are partakers of the divine nature. Listen to that. See, Jehoshaphat didn't have that. We do. We are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. That's your promise. That's God's promise to you personally. Glory to God. Get your eyes off the circumstance and put your eyes on him. And that means keep your eyes on his word. Amen. And praise him. Hallelujah. So here's how Joshua ended up. Jehoshaphat that is ended up. He said. It says the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. I won't get into all of his lineage and all that says. And he said, listen, all you of Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Hallelujah. Listen, when you're standing up for God's righteousness, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Don't get all shook. Don't let anything shake you and make you think, oh, it's it's all over. He said, be not dismayed. That word dismayed means discouraged or disheartened. See, if Satan can get you discouraged and get you disheartened, he can eventually get you to quit. And if he can get you to quit, now he's got you where he wants you. Amen? Now he can run over top of you. No, don't even let that happen. He said, well, Bishop, how can you help not get discouraged? I just told you. I have told you this whole sermon. Praise him. You start praising God and listen. Discouragement and disheartening will fly off your shoulders like birds. Yeah. Amen. It, 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 believe me, you'll you'll begin to experience the joy of the Lord, and you'll have a newfound strength. And say, Well, what if it comes back? Do it again. Hallelujah. And do it again and do it again and do it every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Paralyze the enemy in your life. Glory to God. And then he says to Jehoshaphat, Go tomorrow, go down against them. And I love that because what it says. Don't worry about what's happening today. There's a new day coming. There's a tomorrow coming. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. And I know he holds my hand. Amen. 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 He says you will not need to fight. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. God is with you. Don't be, don't be fearful and discouraged. Don't forget that God is with you. You don't even need to pray, Lord, be with me. He already said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All you need to pray is, Lord, manifest yourself in my life. Help me to, to be confident in who I am in you. God is not going anywhere. Hallelujah. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. If he sent Jesus to die for your sins, why in the world would you think he would abandon you in a time of crisis? You may say, well, it feels that way. Forget your feelings. Right, your feelings don't matter. Oh, that's, that's not nice. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because it'll get you off that little whining stuff that, would you know, but, you, but if you only understood how I feel, forget how you feel. Remember what God said. Amen. We got people committing suicide all over this country right now. Part of it as a result of COVID and other things, a lot of young people committing suicide right now. And you know what we've done? We cater to their feelings. We cater to them. We got a crying room over here. Come on into the crying room. You got a final, you need to cry a while before you take it. We need a safe space for you so you don't get triggered. You know, you don't get offended by anything. You go over to the space, safe space. We'll have some lollipops and some tootsie rolls, and you can sit around. I mean, we have we have infantilized people, we really have, and we have we and we have emasculated men. Yeah. Try to anyway, amen. Yeah. I mean, th- remember, this is the age group of people that stormed the beaches of Normandy. Made the decision to go into machine gun fire. Many of them lost their lives to defeat the Nazis. And 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 and, and that age group now is being told, oh, don't worry. We'll take care of everything. You, you, don't, you don't need to take any responsibility. We'll pay your school bills. Just go sit right now and just, you know, suck on your thumb. I mean, really? We, we, we've got to stop that. Amen. We Look, the Bible says that we're supposed to be like children in innocence, but like men in faith. Amen? Amen. In other words, we are harmless. We don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to harm people. But when it comes to who we are in Christ Jesus, we're strong in the Lord Amen. and in the power of his might. Amen. 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 And look, and I'm not picking on people. I'm not trying to to, to offend people. I just don't care if they are. Because in some cases, they need to be. How are we going to build a country with a bunch of whips walking around complaining about how bad they've got it? When they've got more in this country than any other people anywhere on the face of the earth. Look, our poor people in America live better than middle class people in most of the world, including Europe. And I'm not caricaturing and I'm not stereotyping big screen televisions, Uh Apple cell phones, iPhones and everything else you can name. You go into the parking lots of some of these poor neighborhoods and it's Cadillacs and Mercedes and everything else you want to find. And then you want to run around and and complain about how bad it is. Instead of doing something with your life and trying to make a contribution to the communities around you rather than tearing up. And ripping up stuff and I know that's a small minority of people but the problem is they're given sanction by the left and by others who think somehow as the as as our present vice president said they're brilliant yeah brilliant if you tear it up is brilliant Jehoshaphat said bowed his head to the ground worshipped the Lord and this Bible says in the 19th verse the Levites stood up to praise the Lord of Israel with voices loud and high. And then it says in the 21st verse, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And it says in the 22nd verse, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the Ammonites and the Moabites and the children of Mount Seir. And they turned on each other. And the children of Israel didn't have to fight. They killed each other in the battle. Glory to God, because praise was the weapon of victory that they needed. And once they began to praise, the devil didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, praise confuses him. Look, do so you realize I don't have time to go into it because I'm way over my time. But before he went to the cru- to, to the Garden of Gethsemane, the word says the last thing that happened in Matthew 26, it says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That phrase sung a hymn in the Greek, the word hymnio, what it means is not they sung a hymn. It means they were singing praises to the Lord before he went to meet his crucifixion. The last thing he did, the the week before his crucifixion, praises to God. The night before his crucifixion. Praises to God was the last thing that they did. That praise set the circumstance for God to fulfill his plan and purpose in Christ Jesus' life. It paralyzed the uh, Satan's desire to interfere with that. Because, you know, people think, well, the devil, he knows everything. He doesn't know everything. He's not omniscient. Amen. Right. Hey, he, he, listen, you shoot your mouth off you and tell him everything. <laughs> he'll use it against you. But 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 the devil didn't know. The Bible says in, uh, in uh, 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 oh my goodness, where's that tip? But the Bible says that had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter two, says the princes of this world didn't know, because if they had known, they wouldn't have participated, they wouldn't have helped. The devil didn't know, he didn't understand what was going on, but he's looking for a way to mess this up, he's looking for a way to interfere, if he could just get this thing off somehow, then he could destroy this plan of salvation that God has. But praise God. Jesus sang. And, and by the way, the book of Hebrews says in the second chapter that Jesus said, I will sing your praises in the assembly. I believe Jesus was leading in that song. He was leading that music. He was leading those hymns. I see, look, I believe Jesus can sing. Amen. I can't wait to hear him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First, first concert in heaven featuring Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Teach it, Lord, teach us. How. Listen, where do you think the angels learned praise from? Glory to God. Why do you think God made Lucifer before he fell, made him musical? Where did that come from? The music was in God. The music is in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So listen, saints, if this Palm Sunday, when you leave here, get your praise life up. Remember that praise, look, you, if you got trouble, praise Him. You're in a crucible, praise Him.